0: So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Hot podcast. This is episode 84 for the 13th of Adar Aleph and Alibir. And we are still in chapter 29. We're going to be here for a little while for the next few days. And before we continue, I want to kind of just take a little step backwards and examine more of this chapter and what's going on here. Because if you may have noticed, this these past few days and this chapter in general is not really, it can feel a little bit like kind of like a downer. Like I was kind of reading this chapter and thinking about how to give this over in a podcast. And I was like, wow, this is really, it's not, it's it's a little bit of a buzzkill almost. How am I going to make these words inspiring to people when I'm reading them? Because if you've been following these last few episodes, really the message that we've been given here is just how lowly we are as creatures, how we're really ultimately the animal. Our our true self is really just an animal. And if anything, we're actually lower than animals. And we really need to break ourselves down and recognize how far we are from God and all kinds of things like that. And it, it sounds kind of depressing. So I wanted to just take a moment before we actually even got into the text today and take a step backwards and Reassess and re-examine what it is that we're actually learning here. What put this chapter a little bit into context and and what we're learning. So, if you recall, and you can go back a few episodes if you'd like a full review of this, what the premise of chapter twenty nine is all about is where you have somebody which is called a benoni. So, this is a person who never goes against the will of God. They don't ever transgress any of the commandments. They Do everything right according to the letter of the law. So they're really a very obedient person and very observant person. However, they are feeling a blockage. They're feeling some kind of emotional blockage and they're not feeling passionate towards god when they pray or when they're involved in any kind of service so there's this kind of like apathy that overtakes them and this chapter is really advice that the altar gives to such a person how to overcome this apathy and how to develop this more passion this this passion towards god and so as we've been as we'll see and as we've been seeing already the advice that the Ultra gives is really in stark contrast to a lot of advice that we hear nowadays in a lot of self-help books, which the common mentality is this idea of if you're feeling down and out and or, or apathetic and not so great about your life or there's some kind of blockage, you really should come to this state of self-acceptance, affirmations, look at yourself in the mirror every day and remind yourself how great you are and all of that kind of stuff. So the Ultra his method, his technique is really... Very different, as we've seen, where the altar rabbit takes the approach that in order to really develop a true relationship with God and to allow. Yourself to allow the passion of your godly soul to enter into you, you actually need to break yourself. And it's, it's a very active process. It's not about just sitting back and accepting yourself as you are. It actually does require a lot of work and a lot of struggle. And I think the analogy that came to mind for me is, as usual, my yoga practice, because of course, this is, as you may have noticed, is a big part of my life. And before we get into the section of the Tanya today, and I, I promise you we'll get there. Uh, I wanted to share with you guys a story about the development of my yoga practice and how I learned the virtue and value of humility and breaking yourself and recognizing where you are in a very humble way in my own yoga practice in terms of growth. So before COVID, I was uh, part of a certain yoga studio in the city. That was a very intense and very focused type of yoga style. And, uh, And I'd been practicing there for a couple of years, but before I had got in there, I was actually at a different yoga studio that was much more kind of um, pop culture kind of yoga studio in the city. It was actually in Soho (laughs) to give a little bit more context of how hip this studio was like really very chic, very Um, bougie kind of vibe, you know? And in this studio, they had different types of yoga and different levels of yoga. There were some that were level one, some that were level two, some were level two, three. And then there was one class that was level three. It was just this one class, the only one that was like that. And I was part of that class. So this was a class that most students were who were not part of the class were pretty intimidated by uh they, they were a little bit scared of maybe they if they would try it out once it would be too intense for them and they would never go back but then there were like the hardcore people including me who we were it's it was almost like this click of us that we would go to this class and we felt so good about ourselves it was like this vibe this really good feeling vibe it was like he, we are the cool advanced kids who can do things that nobody else can do and we felt really good about ourselves. And I, I was in this, I was a part of this class for, I think about eight years and I really loved it. It was great. I I liked it a lot, but then long story, I don't have to get into all of it. I actually discovered this other style of yoga that intrigued me and it seemed to challenge me in a new way because even in this level three yoga class i did start to get to a certain plateau because we kind of did do a lot of repetition and it became a little bit redundant believe it or not um so i discovered this other yoga studio uh and and the first day that i got there the teacher sits down with me and starts to talk and the teacher says okay i hear where you're at come back tomorrow come back at 9 a.m because that's when the beginners come And I was so insulted. (laughs) I said back to the teacher, I was like, wait a second. I said, beginners, I've been practicing yoga for like almost 20 years at this point. For the past eight years, I've been doing this very advanced style of yoga. What do you mean? I'm like, I'm not, I'm really not a beginner. And the teacher smiled and looked at me and said, you should always think of yourself as a beginner and just come at nine o'clock. Okay. (laughs) And I said, okay, fine. And so I was very obedient so I got back I came back the next day and I got there at nine and in the beginning I was just feeling very like haughty and kind of like this is silly I'm not a beginner what is going on but I slowly learned that indeed I've, I very much was a beginner and I did not realize how much of a beginner I was and it was a very very humbling process for me and I'm so grateful for that experience And since then, my yoga practice has developed tremendously. And to this day, I can say that my whole relationship with my yoga practice has changed so much, where I'm constantly in that state of humility. And I'm constantly aware of where I thought that I was so advanced before. Little did I know how unadvanced I was. And so Coming back to Tanya, let's bring it back here. I think this is what the altar is doing here, is the altar is saying, he's kind of teaching us that we should never get so high on ourselves. We should never get to the point of feeling so self-righteous and so good about ourselves because first of all, it's not productive. And secondly, it's not reality. If you think you're advanced, if you think you're holy, most likely you're not. And most likely you have so many more levels to grow than you thought that you needed to grow. And in order to really grow, in order to start developing a true relationship with God, to truly have a godly practice, so to speak, you need to break yourself. You need to first break yourself down and see where you're at. Just like again, kind of I'll bring it back to my physical practice. I hope you guys are enjoying these analogies. Let's say uh if I'm doing a yoga pose and I think I'm doing it I, I've definitely had this experience before. I think I look a certain way, I think I'm doing it right and perfectly and everything, and my teacher is critiquing me in some way, and I'm kind of confused about that. And then I video myself, and I watch myself afterwards, and I'm like, oh, that's what I really look like? Oh, wow, okay. And I become aware of how much I actually need to grow. So we really sometimes need to take a step step back, and this is really the advice that the Ultra is giving here for somebody who comes up upon this feeling of apathy, this feeling of a blockage in their heart. What the Ultra is saying is, Don't go stand in front of the mirror and affirm yourself and tell yourself how great you are. In fact, what the ultra wants you to do is to take a step backwards and yes, look at yourself in the mirror, but not to see how great you are, but actually to recognize where you're really at. Recognize the fact that you are a very flawed human being and you're actually a lot lower than you thought you were. And once you break yourself down from there, that's when you can truly build. Only once you come to that state of humility and brokenness can you build from there? Because if you think that you are greater and all that, there's no room for growth in such a state. So with that in mind, I know that was a very long intro. Uh, Let's get into the text and uh, see where we're at now. And so in today's text, what we're going to be learning is this idea of never forgetting your past misdeeds. So even if, let's say a person looks at themselves in the mirror and says to themselves, what do you mean? I'm actually a totally perfect person. I don't do anything wrong. Let's say I worked a video of myself doing that yoga pose. And I looked at the video and I was like, wow, look at me. I'm amazing. We should never forget where we're coming from. We should never forget that once upon a time we were a beginner. And once upon a time we did transgress we did do something wrong and what we'll learn about in today's tanya is not only that when we're talking about spiritual transgressions these have eternal effects and even if we thought that we totally overcame them and that we did tshuva for them that we really repented and we really changed we never really changed there's not that we never really changed but that they're still on some level they still exist within us and we can never we should we should never truly forget our past so here is the text so the altar says and specifically when a person remembers the impurity uh, in their soul about the sins of their youth and the blemish that they made in the supernal worlds and which in the supernal worlds this is above time and so it says if he actually blemished and impurified on that day, God forbid. So even if this is something that you did in your youth, that you did something, let's say you did something very stupid in your youth and it was now you would never do such a thing. The ultra is saying, okay, that's fine that now you would never do such a thing. But on a high, like the supernal worlds are above time, which means that there is some kind of blemish there. And it's as if you did that sin today in actuality. And even if you already did chuva, even if this person already did true chuva, the righteous kind of, the right kind of chuva, but the main tshuva is in the heart. And in the heart, there are many different aspects and many different levels. And each thing is according, according to man and according to time and according to place, as is known to those who know. And thus now, at this time, when the person sees in themselves that the... If you're recognizing yourself that the light of your neshama is not shining within you, so again, if you're in this state, if a person's in this state where they're not feeling this passion of God, they're not having, allowing this godly soul to shine within them, it could be, so it's, uh, two things are happening here. Either, it, this is coming either from two possibilities is what the altar of it says. Either his tshuva, his repentance was not accepted and his sins are still separating him or, what's the second option of what's happening, is that it is wanted of him to rise up to an even higher level of repentance, a higher level of tshiva that comes from the depths of the heart, from the umka deliba it's called, even more so. And this is why David HaMelech says in Tehillim, he said in Tehillim chapter 51, verse 5, So the, uh, which literally means my sin is constantly before me. So, uh so David Hamelech basically always saw his sins in front of him, even if he had already repented for them from them. So that is the end of this section. And I know I gave like a super long intro today. So just quickly to sum it up, is what we've learned today is this idea that even if a person is not doing anything wrong these days and they haven't sinned in a while. They should never forget the sins of their youth. So, never forget your humble beginnings. So, just like when I am doing my yoga practice again, and I should never forget when I do a certain pose that might feel easy for me now, I should never forget the fact that it was once hard. You should never be so high on yourself to forget where you come from. And on a spiritual sense, this is so essential because it there is something in actuality that even if you did something a long time ago, and even if you repented from it, the fact that you are feeling a dullness in your heart right now may very well be coming from this this uh, these sins that you did in your youth. And it is possible, the altar of this saying, that your repentance was not accepted. Or even if it was accepted, maybe God is requiring of you and asking you to repent from an even deeper and higher place from the depths of your heart so uh that is it for today and thank you for listening and we will continue along these lines tomorrow i'll speak to you then thanks for listening to the it is top podcast hosted by this podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather abraham yitzhak ben Binyamina Cohen of blessed memory music by shoshana